Welcome back to another episode of Petty's Pod, second episode in three days. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We got both the AFC and NFC Championship game to unpack and talk about. So hope you stay tuned in. Hope you're ready. Um, we got Will Franzen coming back uh, to the pod. Uh, he's not on call this time, but um, thanks for listening to the uh, first six, seven episodes of Petty's Pod. I really do appreciate it, and let's get right to it. Welcome back. We got Will in the studio today. Uh, once again, Will, how you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so we got the two AFC-NFC championship games to talk about in the NFL from this past weekend. Uh, first up, we have the Bengals versus the Chiefs. And shockingly, the Bengals get it done 27-24 to over my Super Bowl pick, the Kansas City Chiefs. Rookie kicker Evan McPherson gets it done for the second straight week with a game-winning field goal um, against a high-rated team. Um, which is crazy to think about because he is a rookie, and you never really see rookie kickers doing this uh, in the playoffs especially. But um, Joe Burrow uh, for the Bengals, of course, 23 for 38, uh, passing 250 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception, which is which is pretty good for him. Um, Joe Mixon, who I said needed to have a big game, did. He had 88 yards on 21 carries. And then not Jamar Chase, but T. Higgins actually had a big game, uh, over 100 yards on six receptions only. So, Will, what did the Bengals show you in this game? The Bengals all around were really good in the second half. I mean, it was a rough first half. They weren't really playing defense. Eli Apple was getting exposed on those first few possessions for the Chiefs. Joe Burrow had a good game. He didn't have a great game. But I think something I wanted to bring attention to is Joe Burrow has these intangible leadership qualities, which which you just, you just can't quantify in any way. And it reminds me a lot of the 2018 run that the Eagles had with Nick Foles. Obviously, Joe Burrow is bigger talent than Nick Foles is, but there was a way Nick Foles had of elevating everyone around him on, the, on that Eagles team. And, of course, they upset Tom Brady on that Super Bowl. And I see a lot of similar le- leadership qualities in, in Joe Burrow. And the ability to upset big teams as well. The ability to upset big teams, exactly. Um... So yeah, Joe Burrow, Joe, Joe Burrow was good, uh, rallying the troops around him. The Bengals were really good in the second half. Yeah, props to Zach Taylor. Yeah, we'll talk about a little bit more. We'll talk a little more about the Bengals in a second, but I want to talk about the Chiefs for a little bit. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in this one, 26 for 39 passing, which is pretty good. Uh, 275 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions in this game. One coming in overtime. Uh, of course, that that throw was kind of like a punt, but he should have been picked before that as well. There was a drop by the Bengals. And then McKinnon for the Chiefs, 12 carries, 65 yards out of nowhere. Um, and then Travis Kelsey was actually their leading receiver with 10 receptions, 95 yards, and a touchdown, not Tyree Kill. But my question for you, Will, is 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 this loss by the Chiefs uh, on Patrick Mahomes? Is he the one to blame for this loss? Yeah, I mean, let's call it what it is. It was a Patrick Mahomes choke. I mean, I've never seen him underperform so much in a playoff game in his whole career. Putting up three points in the second half against that Bengals defense. Don't get me wrong, they're a good defense, but you're Patrick Mahomes at home with Andy Reid as your head coach. And he just looked intimidated, to be honest, that entire second half. Andy Reid looked intimidated, too. Um, Early in the second half, I didn't think it was Mahomes' fault because Tyreek dropped a pass. I think Kelsey dropped a pass, maybe Hardman too. 
Hardman had a great game. Hardman did have a good game. But as the as the second half progressed, Mahomes just, just became more and more of a shell of himself. Looked pretty timid. Um, throughout his whole career, he's always been super confident and a gunslinger, be able to throw it downfield. He, he didn't show any of that in the second half. And maybe that's the Joe Burrow effect. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, a couple years ago, Matt Ryan obviously got a bunch of uh, bad headlines for um, for choking against Tom Brady. I haven't seen anyone bring attention to the fact that this was a Mahomes choke. Like, like that's just what it was. Yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about a, a little bit. I said it on the last podcast with Eli that the Bengals were going to lose this game, not because of the talent uh, on both sides, but because of the coaching matchup. Zach Taylor versus Andy Reid. Andy Reid, obviously, way more experienced in the playoffs and, and in his career than Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor's a young coach. But the scheme of Zach Taylor to run the ball and pass when he wanted to was very good. I have to say this Chiefs defense didn't really have an answer. Um, and what we have to talk about, too, is the 18-point comeback, What, uh, which is the biggest comeback, uh, or tied for the biggest comeback in AFC uh, championship history by the Bengals. They were down 24 to 3 and came back to win 27 to 24. So, Will, what, where do the Chiefs go from here? Do you, th- do you think they need to do anything in the offseason? Um, will they be fine next season? Will they make it back to this game? Like, what, what do you think? The, where do you think the Chiefs go from here? I mean, they're, they're obviously a Super Bowl contender every year if you have Mahomes and, and Andy Reid at the helm. I do think they can, they can, um, get someone on that offensive line to protect Mahomes maybe a little more. He scrambled a lot against that Bengals defense. But, I mean, maybe in the secondary on defense as well, get a better safety. Um, but back to the Bengals, I mean, they they really have a chance against the Rams. I was on the podcast two weeks ago, and I said Bengals really didn't have a chance against the Chiefs. But they came out and proved me wrong. So they're actually my Super Bowl pick as of right now. I think they're going to upset the Rams um, despite going on the road. Obviously, it's an away game for them. It's a home game for the Rams. But I think they'll do just what they did at Arrowhead um, and go in and win. Yeah, and I think uh, it, it is a hot take to pick the Bengals in this game just solely based off their offensive line against the one of the best defenses I've ever seen uh, based off talent. Um, in the Rams, we'll we'll talk about them in a second. But uh, yeah, the Bengals were so good in this game, and I think one of the reasons that they have a really good chance to win the Super Bowl is that they might not get back to the Super Bowl for a little bit, even though they have a super young team. There's still so many teams they have to go through over the next couple of years in the AFC. Um, talking about the Bills, the Chiefs, uh, even the Titans as well, the Chargers with Justin Herbert coming up. But uh, yeah, shout out the Bengals. They played really well. Um, they they got the they got the win. They they showed everyone that they are Super Bowl contenders now. That they've made it there and beaten this this team that was a lot of people's favorite to win the Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow does he have a, what it takes to uh to win the Super Bowl? Will absolutely. He won he won the national championship in his second year at LSU. It's his sophomore season in the NFL. I think he'll pull it out. I just, he just has that swagger about him where. I really I can't bet against him at this point. Yeah, he does have that winning mentality. He he's the only if he does win the Super Bowl, he's the only player in in history to win a Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens uh, when they play the Rams. But I think everyone's rooting for the Bengals. I don't know if everyone's gonna pick the Bengals, but uh, I think everyone's rooting for the Bengals. And they played great against the Chiefs. 
the Chiefs will be fine, in my opinion, uh, next year. Uh, I do agree with you on the, the defensive side of the ball. They need to make some adjustments, but great game by the Bengals, and let's talk about the Rams. All right, let's talk about this Rams-49ers game for a while. Uh, Rams, of course, coming out on top 20-17 to 17, um, on a game-icing interception by their defense. Also, a game-winning touchdown in the end by one of two touchdowns by Cooper Cup. But I want to talk about the 49ers first in this one. Jimmy Garoppolo was 16 for 30 passing with 232 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Debo Samuel, the receiver Debo Samuel, was their leading rusher. Of course, we know he can get it out of the backfield. Hit seven carries for 26 yards, which isn't great. But again, he isn't a running back. He's a receiver. So someone else definitely needed to step up for the 49ers, in my opinion. But uh, Debo Samuel was also their leading receiver, of course, with four receptions and 72 yards and a touchdown. So, Will, what did you think the Rams, or the 49ers, sorry, needed to do better in this game? I think they executed their game plan almost to perfection. I mean, I said two weeks ago that if they were to beat the Cowboys, they had to keep it a low-scoring game. That's exactly what they did to the Rams. Um, Kept it in under 20 points pretty much throughout the whole game. Um, Kyle Shanahan, again, against the Rams, did an incredible coaching job. But Jimmy Garoppolo, when you look at his stat line, doesn't look too bad. Like, you read it, and that's kind of what's expected of him in that system. But if you watched a game and you saw the throws he was making, his decisions, it was bad. He was missing a lot of throws high and wide. Um, Overthrew George Kittle on a crucial play in the first half. He's not the answer. I don't think he's going to be there next year. I think they're going to turn to Trey Lance or maybe even another quarterback. Jimmy G, I think we've seen the last of him as a 49er. Yeah, I have to agree with that. But, I mean, you make a, you make a good point about the, the game plan being executed by the 49ers especially. Um, and that shows in the stat sheet. I mean, if you actually really look at the stats for Jimmy Garoppolo, it's like you said, it's what you expect of him. 232 yards is, is not bad for him. He doesn't make deep throws down the field. He makes sort of check down throws to Debo or George Kittle, who we'll talk about in a second, who did not have a great game. But two touchdowns and one interception is fine for him. Not that many mistakes. It's what you want. But uh, and he threw a hospital pass too to Debo Samuel. Right. Yeah, right. That was most mostly because of the hit, I think. But uh, Jakorski Tart of all people for the 49ers is actually what lost them this game because there's a throw by Stafford, a terrible throw by Stafford, like 40 yards down the field, the Cooper Cup, that hit both of his hands while he was standing upright. Uh, should have He should have picked it. Jakorski Tart, number three on the 49ers, should have picked it and should have ended the game, but the Rams went down and scored to take the lead. Um, so I, I want to know, Will, the, the 49ers defense is what got them to this point, essentially. So do you think that they played bad? I know the Rams didn't score that much, but they made a lot of mistakes, especially in the fourth quarter. This was one of the worst fourth quarters I've seen from a, from a team in the NFL. They did have a dropped catch, like you said, late in the game. But that just proves how, how slim the margins are. I think they did play a good defensive game. Um, not just because they held the Rams a few points, but they, they, had, they had a couple interceptions against Stafford. Um, for the most part, they covered Odell pretty well. Um, obviously, they didn't contain Cooper Cup two touchdowns. It's hard to do that, though. Very hard to do that. That's the best receiver in the NFL. Um, but I, I, I don't think you look at the defense and blame them for this loss. I mean, it's more so on Jimmy G, maybe George Kittle, 
maybe the lack of a of an actual running back. Um, I I think you look on that side of the ball and say that's what lost them this game. Yeah. Um. But I mean, they were they were up ten going into the fourth quarter, and they didn't play as well as they needed to to win this game. They didn't need to do much to win the game going up ten, or they were up ten going into the fourth quarter. They were up seventeen to seven, and then uh, Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford kind of found a rhythm, and of course Odo Beckham was included in that. And then I want to talk about the penalties as well for the Forty ers I was watching this game, and it was just there was one on Odo Beckham. I think it was on the game winning drive. It was right after the dropped pass by or the dropped interception by Jakorski Tart. Um, there, was a, there was a late hit on Odo Beckham after a catch. Do you remember that, Will, by the 49ers? Yeah. Yeah, there's just, a, there's just a lot of dumb penalties by the 49ers that cost them a lot of yards. The the play to Odo Beckham was a 30-yard pass by, from Stafford to him, and then it added 15 yards, and then they went on to score. So, again, I think this is on the defense from the 49ers' point of view. I think the offense played fine. They did what they needed to do. And Garoppolo's been doing, did what he's been doing all playoffs, which isn't great, but not making too many mistakes. So, yeah, let's talk about the Rams for a second, though. All right, let's talk about the Rams for a little bit. Uh, 2017 victory, of course. Matt Stafford in this one, 31 of 45 passing with 337 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception, which is really good for him. Cam Akers, uh, again, he underperformed. 13 carries, 48 yards. I expected a bigger game from him personally, but Cooper Cup, I think, had the best stat line of both the games this weekend. 11 receptions, 142 yards, and two touchdowns. A lot of people would argue he's the best player in both of these games, but Will, what do you think about the Rams in this one? Well, Stafford, once again, under pressure, came through and it mattered. He's proven that all postseason. I remember one throw he had in the fourth quarter to Cooper Cup on a third down play. It was a slant and he threw it right between two Niners defenders, pinpoint accuracy. And, that, and that's just what he's been doing, not just in the postseason, but all year for the Rams. Um, and I think that'll translate into, into the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. But, um, yeah, the Rams are incredible once again. Yeah, and I have a question for you, Will. Do you think the that Cooper Cup has this type of game uh, and this type of games and season if he has a different quarterback that's not Matt Stafford? Of course, it depends on what quarterback it is other than like Mahomes and stuff. But Matt Stafford has been responsible for two of the greatest receiving seasons or the two greatest receiving seasons in history. Of course, Calvin Johnson and now Cooper Cup. So do you think Cooper Cup has this historical season without Matt Stafford? I would argue that this season by Cooper Cup was even better than Calvin's season um, where he broke the touchdown record in, in a season. I mean, Cooper Cup has the most yards ever by receiver. Um and when you just watch them, they have chemistry. I, a lot of the Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson highlights seem to just kind of like floating a ball up um, the Megatron and him just going going and getting it. Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, they, they have a lot of chemistry, and it shows, even in their first season. So, no, I would say Cooper Cup worked with Jared Goff last year, the year before that. I mean, people he, he wasn't a top 10 receiver in the league last year, um, but this year he's clearly the best. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Um so I think the Rams, of course, it came down to their defense in this game, as it uh, so often does. But their offense is definitely capable of winning a Super Bowl with the trio. And not just the duo of Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, but the trio with those two and Odo Beckham at the receiver. But, of course, they got lucky with some penalties from the 49ers. But the defense in this one was the big story. 
They showed everyone that they're here to win. And Will, do you think that this defense is the best defense in the league? And what do they need to do again uh, in two weeks to win the Super Bowl? I wouldn't say they're the best defense in the league, but I do believe it's going to be the X factor in the Super Bowl. Von Miller and AD going up against that um, injured Bengals offensive line. Obviously, Joe Burrow, not the most mobile quarterback in the world. He can run, but he can't move like um, like Lamar Jackson can. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this defense is not the best in the league, but like I said, um, Jalen Ramsey going up probably against Jamar Chase in the Super Bowl. It's going to be super interesting to watch. Yeah, um, I think the Rams are my pick. Uh, you're picking the Bengals. I don't disagree with you uh, to, per se, but uh, I'm picking the Rams in this game just because of that, that injured and lackluster offensive line of the Bengals. Uh, we'll talk about our Super Bowl picks in a second. But yeah, the Rams played really well in this game, and uh, they did everything right, especially in the fourth quarter. They it took a terrible fourth quarter, to be honest, by the 49ers for them to lose this game. But yeah, the Rams are are looking good. They're they're back in the Super Bowl uh, after losing to the Patriots a couple years ago and in one of the worst Super Bowls of all time. But Matt Stafford had a great game. Um, as a Lions fan, it's great to see him in the Super Bowl and succeeding at a different team. Uh, so yeah, the Rams are my Super Bowl pick. We'll talk about the Super Bowl picks right now. All right, we made our Super Bowl picks. Um, definitely going to talk more about the Super Bowl. Um, when it gets closer to that time in about two weeks, uh, we'll also talk about our NFL awards and who we think they're going to be, and then we'll review them when they come out in the next week or so. But right now, I want to talk a little bit about the ongoing Tom Brady situation. We talked a little bit about it on Saturday with Eli. Um, at that time when we recorded, we both thought he was retiring. Now we look at the stories and headlines from from this uh, topic that he's not re- officially retired um, and another story came out today about Brady not retiring because he's on a $15 million bonus contract, or he has a $15 million bonus on his contract that if he's on an NFL team in, uh, by February 10th, I'm pretty sure. So if he retires in a week or two weeks, he'll get $15 million anyways. Um, I think that's a huge factor of him not retiring. I think he will retire eventually. Uh, will, what do you think about this? Do you think he'll retire or not? No, I don't think he will. Obviously, it's smarter than not to retire right now if he was going to, but I don't think he will. This situation reminds me of when um, his contract expired in New England a couple of years ago, and there was a bunch of speculation around that, and people didn't know if he was going to stay or going to leave. But I think the majority of public of the public at that time thought he was going to stay in New England because, well, he's a New England Patriot. I think a lot of people now are expecting him to retire um, but I don't think Tom Brady's that guy to retire right now at the peak of his powers. I mean, he likely won the MVP this year. Um, I think his fourth MVP. Fifth, fifth. His fifth MVP, which is very impressive at, like, whatever, 44 years old. Um, but I think the Bucks will come back stronger next year and once again be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I think he will retire. Um... I think he's going to get his bonus, especially. But I think he's going to do this sort of like Magic Johnson did, if any of you remember how Magic Johnson retired in the NBA. He, uh, a lot of there, There's a lot of speculation about him re- eventually retiring. Um, 
and then a lot of leaks came out but then he called his own press conference to say he was officially done with the game of basketball i think that's what's going to happen about tom brady i don't think he's happy about all these leaks and stories coming out about him retiring i think he's going to do it on his terms if he does it and he'll do it when he wants to he'll call a press conference and he'll say that he's retiring at some point i think by this it could be in a couple weeks it could be before the super bowl it could be in a couple months who knows but i think it'll be before the start of next season uh so that's our takes on tom brady retiring will do you have anything more to say about this situation or no no i I think we covered everything yeah so we'll definitely talk about on the next pod whether he has retired yet or not and the story is still going but yeah thanks for listening to to another episode of petty's pod um got more content coming up this week especially we'll do some nfl awards uh talk um we'll also do more nba maybe in a couple days lot to talk about right now in the nba it's a hot topic um and then also maybe when maybe after the super bowl in in like a month we're gonna maybe start bringing some soccer onto the podcast but thanks again will for coming it was fun uh see you see you see you next time it was fun thanks for having me yep uh see you next time thanks for listening um for to another episode of petty spot thank you